hello and welcome back not welcome back shit i'm sorry okay (laughs) not welcome back hello and welcome to the everton aren't we podcast okay got it okay 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 three two one hello and welcome to the everton aren't we podcast my name is melinda and i am joined today with andrew jonathan and paul or we call him brownie how are you guys I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks. Pretty good. Yeah, please don't sound... Calm down, guys. Don't sound so enthusiastic. My goodness. <laughs> well, we I'm about do... as exciting as our transfer window has been so far, so do with that what fair, you will. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yes, we've had some interesting news kind of drop today, literally, like, hours ago. So, guys, what do you think of this letter from the man himself, Moshiri? Andrew, you want to... Uh, Kick, kick us off with that i don't think he knows what the word reassuring means hmm. um that's not what we were looking for actually we kind of wanted to take over i've been pretty vocal about my feelings on the kenyan version of the takeover i didn't really want that but uh i definitely felt that we were in a good position to be taken over with the stadium on its way and all that good stuff uh that said i also predicted a while back that Uzmanov was going to skate on those sanctions and that's why everything was being slow played outside of bill's kind of stranglehold on his own position i always thought mashiri wanted to wait and make sure there was no chance his best friend in the world wouldn't be able to come back and keep on keeping on yeah yeah definitely it's um i've been seeing all kinds of mixed reviews or mixed feelings about this on on twitter um paul thoughts my guy um, I think it's just basically him saying, listen, um, I wanted the sellers, but I'm not selling us anymore, so get on with it. That's what yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it, me. Listen, I'm willing to give the club, stupidly, I'm willing to give them another chance because it's the hope that kills you, isn't it, with this football club? So yeah. I can't be bothered, me, just with complete anarchy all the time of we want this person out, we want this and that. I do. I, I, if they had the choice, I, I wouldn't want Machiri there, but it looks like he's staying now, so I just want to get on with it and see if he can right the wrongs that he's done over the last six years. And it plus it reached the Usmanov as well to me. Well, yeah. well, that's the thing. We with the last six years has, has been a complete disaster in my opinion, and that's yeah. so far that's his legacy. So if he was to sell up now, that's all we remember him for. But if he comes in and delivers us a stadium, then that will be his legacy, and all this will be forgotten about. And that's what exactly what he wants. So. For me, I'm a bit disappointed that he's staying, but if we're getting money in other ways, such as, you know, the shirts, the sleeve sponsor, which we'll talk about later on, and if Uzmanov comes back and all that, then, you know, happy days it is what it is. But I just want him to just stay well away and just, just do other stuff because Thelwell is the guy and, and he's he's proven to be the guy at other clubs, so just let him get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely. And um, there was you know, something really interesting he mentioned in, in his letter about um, transfers, you know, so he basically said there will be transfers and basically be patient and give us time. Yeah. Um, so Andrew there, you'd mentioned at the beginning of the pod, <laughs> setting the tone, um, just such a lack of transfer news, you know, like what is going on? I just feel like we are just... <sighs> It's, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to give it time. And, you know, I'm trying to be understanding. But we need to make moves. And I, I just feel like there's been so much tossed around. And, you know, it's kind of hard to know what is 
legit, what is not. Because again, back to Mashiri's letter, he put a statement in there saying only listen to sort of official statements, right? So yeah. any uh, yeah. any thoughts on that? Um, I'm, again, choosing to be optimistic about this uh, in spite of the joke earlier. Um, I think <laughs> Thelwell, there was a thing why Thelwell's not in the U.S. is because he's staying around to manage uh, right. or uh, the targets that we're trying to get. So that's huge that he's that involved, that he's allowed to be that involved. That's a huge change of pace for us. Um, I think I would have been concerned if we just started splashing whatever cash we have available the second Richie was gone. Uh, I'm glad it, it seems that we're being measured and tactical and patient about who we really want to fit in this playing style that Frank wants to enact. So that's, that's how I'm choosing to view it. Um, yeah. 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 It, yeah. I have to agree with that. Like at first, I'll be honest with you, my initial reaction, I think like a lot of Evertonians was to be frustrated, mm-hmm. frustrated, angry, disappointed, upset, and now kind of stepping back, kind of processing it a little bit. You're right. We don't really have a choice, but to be as positive as we can and just, and, and back the decisions that they are making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just using to look at it as in a way that they're basically telling us that, you know, the, the transfer window doesn't close until the 1st of September, I think. Mm-hmm. But what he's saying is don't expect floods of transfers before then. I think that's what he's saying to us. Because I don't think they're going to bend on these negotiations for players now. You see, like, I know we'll talk about it later, Gibbs-White. haven't got a price that they're willing to pay for them. And Wolves having the time to meet in the middle. And I think that's good. Whereas in the past, we would have just gone, you want 30 million, here's 30 million. Here's 32. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! So, listen, I'm not, I'm willing to, as I said before, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because it can't get anywhere. So can it? Can it get anywhere? So I don't know. Brownie, all, please. Seven, seven. Come on, lads. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do not, do not think as well. Like, like the way he said that. Like, wait till the end of the transfer window. It just sounds like he's trying to sign Neymar or something. Because why else would you say that? It, it, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. But if he doesn't come up with a couple of players by the end of the transfer window, everyone's going to be fuming now because he said that he should have just left it. Um, also, I think as well. Do you not think he was having a go at like? Some of the other people who were coming, because let's be honest, most of these stories that came out about the takeover and all that stuff was from people who are in the know, quote unquote. So, like, we never actually heard anything from the club officially. I think maybe John, maybe a few links have got out that he didn't want getting out. Find the mole, whoever the mole is. Yeah, yeah. But we're all grateful. We're all grateful for whoever the mole is. But from their point of view, it's it's not what he wants, is it? Yeah, I guarantee I mean, the mole yeah. is a post-it that Bill left on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left, his, yeah. left his email tab open on his uh-huh. desktop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it just, it's, it's a bit of a mess. But I mean, what else is new? You know, the last six years have been an absolute shit. Oh, sorry. Yes, disaster. Um, but, I have a question I mean, real quick. Yeah. What if... I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say we didn't make any more signings. We just got Tarkovsky on the free and that's it. You know, that's it aside from outgoings. If Dobbin and other Academy prospects made it into the first team over mm-hmm. someone like Alan or Ducore, which I think is less likely to happen, but over an Alan and a Gomez, would we be happy with that? Does that show improvement in another way that Frank is getting a tune out of these players that were never given a sniff before? You know, Arteta did uh, 
pretty decent job. They gave him time. They gave him a very long leash. But yeah. Arteta did a very good job with a lot of youth players after a year or two. Well, well, it's similar to when Lampard was at Chelsea because they had that transfer ban on at the time. And he'd done quite a good job bringing you know, some youth players through there, giving them a chance to like some Mason Mount who's turned into you know, a really, really top-class player now. So we just have to wait and see. But yeah, no, it is good signs. Like, But I just don't think that'll be... You, you can't go into the season. If we have a few bad results at the start of the season, you can't be relying on kids to dig you out. It's unfair on them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have yeah. to get like more mature players in and then, you know, gradually build them up to it, the young kids. But I don't know. We'll see. As you say there, Lampard seems to be getting a tune out of the younger players, which is great. So hopefully that can that can continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, uh, Brownie, you want to touch on? Uh, I mean, we were going to get to Warrington and Dobbin a little bit later on in the show, but, you know, we can speak about him now if you guys want to. Yeah, no, I, I'd be happy for them players to come in. I mean, not starting. I don't mean like start them every week, but start slowly implementing them into the squad. And yeah, it's, it's that's a yes from me. Like, I'd, I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. yeah. The money, just alone, people are obsessed with the money side of, of Everton and the money that would save us on transfers if we just got them in into the team. It'd save us millions. Yeah, no, it would, mate. It would. Um, I really like Lewis Warrington. Actually, I've heard really good things about him. So he was on loan at Tramia last season, wasn't he? And apparently, he, he played really well. He started. He, he went on um, on loan in January, and then he started the remaining seventeen games that they had left. So yeah, no, I've heard big things about him um, and Lewis Dobbin as well. He, he looks really, really exciting for me because he's rapid. He's so fast, and when he came on at Chelsea away last year. He, he just ran Thiago Silva ragged for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to see more of them big time. Yeah, I agreed. Sort of what you were saying, Paul, you know, not maybe not starting straight up, like right off the bat, but, um, you know, bringing them on slowly sort of throughout the, the season as the season goes on. And I, I do think, I mean, um, John, as you had said, Lampard already kind of has experience in that field, right? So I think, with his experience working under him, I think they would do quite well. Yeah. yeah it's, good, it's good for these young lads as well that they'll see a pathway into the team because if Lewis Warrington starts getting games and Lewis Dobbin, then the likes of Isaac Price and that's Stanley Mills, just for example, they'll see, well, if they can get in, I can get in. Yeah. yeah. And it'll just push everybody harder in the younger groups and say, well, there's my pathway to get to first team football in the Premier League. And it just makes the whole club more competitive. That's what you want. Yeah. And don't forget as well, mate, um, you know, Jared Branthwaite's just gone on loan to um, PSV as well. So it's not to say that, yeah. Yeah, there's a centre-back, Reese Welch as well, who might get a few games now if, if people start dropping yeah. like flies again. So, yeah. I think that's cracking me for Branthwaite, though. Yeah. Definitely. I think Graham called it on our, one of our pods a few weeks back as well. He said oh, yeah. it's a lot more cultured there. You get more time. <laughs> you get more time on the ball. So, yeah, I think they do really rate Brantwaite, I wouldn't worry about him not playing for Everton. I think he will play for Everton. Yeah, definitely, mate. Good move. Yeah, good move. You know, go go out there, get some experience, and then, you know, come back. And I think he has a lot of potential, that kid. Yeah. To be a great player. Um, yeah, so also this week, uh, it uh, was a bit leaked um, that we will be getting a sleeve sponsor. So thoughts, opinions, What's what is everyone thinking about that? It's just money, isn't it? You know, it's it's money. Well, I mean, didn't we do without one last season? And 
I think it's been a couple of seasons since we've had one. And yeah, as long as it's not Angry Birds, I'm happy with it. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't our last one Angry Birds? <laughs> yeah. yeah. His, his main character is called Big Red. <laughs> Everton Army. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. You couldn't write it, could you? Shocking. Shocking. That was more revenue for the club in it. And yeah. that's what we want. And listen, again, money obsessed Evertonians, but yeah. make a few of them happy anyway. For me, it's yeah. just like basic competency. Like you have to have a sleeve sponsor to maximize your earning potential as a club. And we haven't for two years for whatever reason. Like I'm not going to clap at them for, you know, achieving the bare minimums, but happy that it's finally back. You think this is the beginning of like, it starts off with a sleeve sponsor, but eventually they'll have sponsors on the back of the shirts. And you ever seen like the Mexican teams where they have all, yeah. Yeah, they have sponsors all over the shirts or the rugby like a race car? Yeah. I think that's just the beginning. Then they're sponsoring each individual player and everything. Honestly, watch. Yeah, it just kickstarted. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything you wanted to add on that, John? Or um, yeah, just it's just as Paul said, it's just more money, isn't it? You know, we've got to start, and like Andrew said, maximizing these opportunities. And we we seem really really slow on that front, and I just don't understand why. But all the clubs really they, they make loads and loads of money and. You know, I'm not even talking about the likes of like Chelsea and Man City and Liverpool and that. I'm talking about like teams around us who are making more than us as well. So yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know why, John? Other clubs do it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it would. It's obviously a good move, right? Um... But uh, moving on to that uh, statement from the FA this week. Hearing crickets about City and Forest, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Just pick on Everton, then. Well, of I course. Mean, if you I'm can make an shocked. example of any team, it's Everton. Yeah. I mean, um, when we, like, I go back to Umani Ash was the first player to get boots for diving. Uh, a red card for diving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Make an example of Everton. I always... I was speaking to my dad about this the other day. My, my dad's like 77. He said that Everton have always been like the first that, you know, get in trouble for stuff. Or It's like yeah. doing experiments. It's the Truman Show, isn't it? It is, mate, yeah. It is. Do, do, don't, do you think, like, because Mishiri mentioned it in his statement before. He said you were the first to have that fan review with, thing last year, remember, with, like, Sharpie and that. Do you think because Everton are focusing so much on being the first in certain situations that the media and everything just play on that and just use it against us sometimes. Possibly. What yeah. do you mean? Do you mean you're yeah. waiting for the fans to kick off all the time? Like, yeah, I mean, and you know, they're just as you said, we're always just the first ones to just get leathered with anything, aren't we? Just fine. Yeah, I mean, that Nottingham Forest out there, if they got any sort of, or is that ongoing? Have they got any sort of fine for what what happened there? Because that Billy Sharp got assaulted. He did, mate. Yeah, yeah. He and the did. Man City, when Man City won the league, they actually their fans. Broke the goal. He snapped, snapped it in half. half. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, what, what, and they tapped Robert Olsen as well. Or Robin yeah. Olsen, sorry. Has anything happened to them? No. And I mean, haven't heard scenes of people. pure joy that at Goodison Park. Mm. All right, we had yeah. the odd knobheads with uh, Patrick Vieira and Wilfred Zaha, but you're always going to get the odd knobheads in a crowd of thousands. But for the most part, 99.9% of it was just pure joy. Yeah, it yeah. was. And they're actually punishing you now for being happy. Yeah. So, yeah. but you're not, you're, not, you're by the rules, you're not supposed to go on the pitch. I understand that, but a bit of common sense. You need a bit of common sense here, like. But I think at that point, like, there was, there's already 
about six happened before us in that same week and we were just like the sixth one to do it in that week and then yeah it's like why single us out it doesn't make sense but well it does make sense because they absolutely hate us like but you know the thing it's just popped in my head Addy maybe because when we scored the second and third goal fans ran on more than one but maybe it's just an accumulation of you couldn't control them after the second goal you couldn't control them after the third goal and at the final whistle you know what I mean? Yeah, but possibly, mate. Possibly, but each stewards are just fans, by the way. They're not, they're not going to stop anyone. I wouldn't. No. And at the end of the day, as well, like it's just it all goes back to just lack of consistency in the Premier League. Yeah. On a, on and off the pitch, like we've seen this as an ongoing issue. Things that other teams do on and off the pitch, they get away with. <laughs> they get away with it, and we're just always hung out to dry. And we are always just so picked on. Like, it's not it's not a secret. It's so obvious. Like, you know what I mean? I've had mates from other who support other teams say, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you guys always seem to get really lit up in the media, especially. They just they just hate us. Yeah. I think Andrew, Andrew touched on it a few weeks back on a pod. It's just the Evertonians are very easy to wind up. And <laughs> we are, aren't we? We're just waiting to explode. It's like defending a family member all the time. It's just because we're just such a we are a very very passionate fan base. Like you, you know what I mean. And we're the tribe, aren't we? Yeah, th- we are a very unique fan base, but we're very passionate. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you guys think we'll uh, fight back? Do you think we're going to get like a Frank style comment, like what he said about the penalty for Gordon? Like if that happens the other end, it's a card. Do you know what? It might Do be we... a case, Andrew, of because we're towing the line with the Premier League and. We have broke rules, let's be honest. And the letters offer it. Maybe it's just a case of, yeah, okay, we'll take it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, take your licks and move on. Yeah. That's why I was thinking that too, possibly. is like we're kind of just barely staying good financially with the regs. Yeah. And they're like, okay, take this, you know, symbolic punishment and don't say too much and we're still cool. Yeah. But yeah. Then you can like look at other teams like Chelsea. Like I'm not saying, you know, we're comparable, like, but... They had like 1.5 billion written off just just like that because they were just mates with the FA. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like you look up like the, the state that Barcelona's in, and again, it's a completely different situation. But other teams just seem to get away with it, don't they? Like it's that other teams thing again. But you know, it's just <laughs> true. Like why why yeah. are we always getting the shit end of the stick? Do you know what I mean? It is it's... it is mental. Like it it is hard to not to think that there's some sort of conspiracy going on. Like, but it's just. Everton aren't we <laughs> Everton aren't we yeah no it's it's very very true um, so in terms of transfers at the moment huge lack of signings we're all aware of that um, but there have been some um, rumours that have been coming around uh, the last week or two so John I know you've got some uh, updates for us on transfers yeah so the main one being that well the, the one that everyone's talking about at the moment apart from Gibbs White was Adama Traore um, now the rumours were that it was only ten million that we'd have to pay to get him. Um, I'm like I'm not sure, even at ten million, that I'd take him just because of how inconsistent he is, and just like I mean, his stats aren't great. He, he doesn't score. He he hardly ever assists. Um, and I just think like if you're gonna spend ten million. We're like our funds are so tight right now. If you're going to spend 10 million, he has to start right away. And for me, he doesn't start. I think it will be better. And then, mm. it, and then it becomes if you're going to spend 10 million on a substitute, 
10 million on the substitutes just isn't wide when the money situation that we're in is tight. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you spend 10 million, I'd rather just look elsewhere. But for me, it will be better. And he mm. starts over at Dama Traore for me. But I know Paul's going to say something different. No, listen, I have a different point of view. And I, I would start a Wobi over at Dama Traore. And I don't really particularly rate. Listen, he's fast. He is unbelievably fast. And that's it, really. And he's strong as well. But with this five sub rules, sub rule, we need players who can come on and make an instant impact. He is, I've been at games, he's frightening to watch him. He's that quick. Yeah. He could occupy two or three defenders, which will leave space for Calvert Lewin, Awobi, and the others. I think for 10 million, me personally, it's a no brainer. If it's 10 million, I think you've got to bring someone like that in. Yeah. I think 10 million is a fucking song to get yeah. Dama Traore for. Also, yeah. Iwobi is not a winger. We've been playing him as a winger because we wanted Zaha, and we're like, screw it, you can be a winger. He's not a winger. So I think you start them both, and you have unfathomable pace in Traore. A newly, I mean, you guys have seen the training videos, very fast, apparently, Iwobi. Yeah. He can be, even if he isn't the goal threat himself or the assist guy, he's the illusion of a threat. He will pull players away, like Paul said, and I think ten million is nothing. That's almost a joke. If he Premier could League. finish and assist, which you know people say it's too late now, he's not going to learn it. But if he could, he he's just he will be unstoppable. He is just a tank. He reckon yeah. he could have done the hundred meters. He is that. He's so fast. He's just unbelievably fast. You can just pay with him the and baby oil. Actually, with the ball <laughs> as well. Yeah, just yeah. an unstoppable beef bus, just trucking down the line. Like I'm. I'm all for it. We need I pace. Am. We need people who are comfortable carrying the ball. That's huge. Like, he might yeah. not have to be the one that makes that assist. We get hit to a Wobi who will be following closely behind, one assumes, for a little overlap. Wobi can get the ball where it needs to go. I think it'll be great. Well, I'm You're just talking the scenario for Adama Traore is a 1 0 down with 10 minutes to go. He comes on. It's been a hard game. The team, the last person you'd want to see running at you is the Dama Traore. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, Paul. Like, if, if he's coming on as a sub, I don't think you can spend 10 million on a sub. I'd rather just use that sub as Lewis Dobbin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think Adama Traore would know his role in the team as well. I think he knows his limitations as a footballer. I think he's probably been told as a kid you can either be a sprinter or a footballer. He's gone all a bit of footballer then. Yeah. But probably. think about this like, he was under Nuno who was a very defensively-minded coach. And then he was under Bruno Lage, who I think, Frank, is superior to both of them, at least offensively speaking. I think he can get a version of Adama Traore that we have not seen yet with a lot more freedom. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying, John. Right. But even in Everton's situation, I don't think $10 million is a lot of money in football now. I really don't. Yeah, but I understand where you're coming from. Though. Why use him when you can use one of your own? Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Like, but if it was a, if he came through the door, I'd be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's fair enough. Also, he's um, Delafeu's mate. Apparently, he's one of his best mates because they both came through the Barcelona yeah. academy together. So, yeah, I think yeah. Barcelona. I don't know what we did there, but I think he did all right when he went there on loan. Yeah, he, he, he they've got other priorities. I think he was a bit of a stopgap. Get them through the second part of the season. Yeah, that's probably true, mate. Yeah, um, he was linked with Liverpool a couple of years ago. Might have even been last season when he was a he had to like a big rich rich vein of form, and I think Klopp wanted them just just for his pace. Yeah. But I'll say it again, and I'm boring everyone. He is so fast. 
it's it'd be exciting to watch that. Mm-hmm. Just them run out, run out with the ball, running out of play constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if we can have someone who can get that ball up the pitch, I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, he the takes off is. at a full sprint, back heel to Wobi. Wobi moves it into uh, Calvert Lewin. Terrifying. If you could coach him and just say, right, listen, all you need to do is just run 50 yards with the ball, pull it back to the penalty spot every single time, get DCL on the penalty spot. That's that's like 15 goals a season right there. But the problem is that Dama can't cross. He just hits it into Rosette every single time. That's what I'm saying as well. I know we spent a lot of time talking about him, but if he comes on with 20 minutes to go, as the opposition team, they'd all get to get and go, listen, I can't handle him on my own. You're going to have to help me. And yeah. they'll be able to lead them around and then you've got our own players standing in the space then. That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. I don't think he's a super sub. I see him starting and you mm. you know have Gray or maybe I guess Gordon's probably gonna be a starter. But I the think five he's subs a has changed everything on it, the five subs. It does, mate. Yeah. It does. It's nine so. subs, isn't it? Yeah. So two of them. So you've got seven subs of what do you whatever, you know, plays yeah. you brought in. The thing is with the Dharma as well, you'd have to like I mean, he's going to suit the style that Lampard wants to play. If he wants to play three at the back with a wing back, then he'll fit in quite... You won't even have to do anything because he's been used to that already. So that's one plus, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just... You know, I'm, I, all I do... Like, I'm quite heavy on stats. So if I see, like, a fella scored no goals in, like, 500 appearances, you know what I mean? It's just going to rattle me. But yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there's another couple of names as well, I think, that are are um, rumored. Um, one of them is a little tune that me and Brownie like to sing a lot. <laughs> oh, <One>. Nana, what's <laughs> my name? <laughs> so I don't know the latest sort of updates with with that. Is there any movement? I think it's saying we're one of the favorites to sign him. Mm-hmm. I've seen a report saying we've gone ahead of West Ham. He fits the bill in. I mean. I, I know he's brilliant without actually knowing he's brilliant. So I can't <laughs> I can't comment on him because I've never seen him play, but he's a young, powerful, athletic centre midfielder and that is just we are crying out for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. That yeah. would be, you know that he's be enormous. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 huge. Um it, that would be a cracking signing if we can sign him. Yeah. Just the bill for this really... new for if there is a new transfer policy of sign young, hungry players who Let's be let's be honest. They're going to use Everton as a stepping stone. That's just the mm-hmm. way it is. He can do great at Everton, maybe win a trophy or two, which is what we all want to get that monkey off our back. And then yeah. we sell him on for you double your profit and sell him on. That's that's the dream, like. Yeah, I mean, he he was he played actually quite quite well when Lil won the league last year. Um, he was and he was still only a young lad then. He was only like nineteen as well, so he did play quite a lot. Um, but yeah, six foot five, twenty year old lad. Who's just it's just like letting Yeti Mina in centre midfield, but with a bit of pace. <laughs> just a unit. So yeah, get him in. Absolutely. What's my name? <laughs> Me and Brownie probably sing that to each other like 30 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> you imagine if we actually sign him. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of sort of fitting into, you know, the the squad and stuff like that. So Lampard's interview um, that he did recently, I know a lot of, I think most of all of us have probably listened to it by now or watched it. Um, so he was speaking specifically about um, Gordon and how sort of, you know, he's pretty firm on his statement where he's not going anywhere which I think a lot of us were a bit 
spooked by those rumors that were going around a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, Paul, do you want to touch on that? Yeah, no, I think he's important to Frank Lampard moving forward, Anthony Gordon. I think um, he's our Mason Mountain. I think that's how he sees him to mould him into the player that he wants. Big, yeah, yeah, big season for Andy Gordon. I understand what a lot of people are saying. His, his assists and goals weren't what we wanted, but you've got to think about the situation. But in at the time, that's his club. He's desperate to get us out of trouble. He's probably signed too hard. If that's a thing, he probably actually was signed too hard. He was dead on his feet towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah now he... Andy Gordon made up for the lads. Uh, let's hope he can smash it next season and become the player we all want him to be. I just don't want the fans to turn on him if he doesn't start the season well please don't just just give him a chance he's only young yeah he is you know and that, like last season was his first sort of appearance right yeah uh, for a full season with us so yeah i think we have to be patient with him um coming especially into a first season you know playing at the top flight in a like you know it, it was a heavy season um as an everton player i can't even imagine what was going through their heads you know at that time but we're out of it now and you know we're on we're on a solid path and um yeah i think this i do have high hopes for him to perform very well this this season but like you said paul if for some reason it's not what we expect we still have to still gotta back the lad he is so young yeah i think the goals will come i think the goals and assists will come because at all levels i think he's he scored goals and got assists but I think that, that that's that's next to come. That's the next step for him is to what would you say this season coming up would you say ten goals? Yeah, ten ten goals, yeah. Between six With and ten. Charlton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be quite nice that. Um especially if he can work on his free kicks and corners, then you know, he's he's starting to look like an all round player then. Yeah. Um but I mean, yeah, just given given the number ten share, that'll do him the world of good that. You know, he's just gonna his confidence is gonna go through the roof. That's right, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know Lampard said in the interview, it, it, as long as he doesn't start doing pirouettes on the halfway line, he's all right with it. Like you know, and just, <laughs> just carry on being himself. I don't know about his diet there though. <laughs> yeah, oh, I rough. think he, I think he looks amazing. Yeah, <laughs> blonde. Yeah. blonde. <laughs> we have like the same hair color now. We're a couple of blondies, but uh... <laughs> I'm just I'm excited that people were looking at him to buy. Like to me, that's that's hopeful because it shows that even before. Uh, Prosser and Thelwell, we had academy talent worth buying. That's huge. Mm. Um, I think we, you know, with our finances the way they are and will be until the stadium, we need to be able to farm out talent and sell it, even if we love them. Um, Lester yeah. did it and it worked a treat for them. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good point. Yeah. You don't mind, you don't mind like selling them as long as you've got like another person coming through, you know, we can yeah. step into their shoes, but. We just don't look like that, do we? You know, and that's yeah. what Thelwell is trying to build at the moment. Which yeah, is you can see stuff. that that's what he is trying to do now. He's trying, he's looking within. It's like we we spoke before. Like I know we all want Conor Gallagher and stuff, but he's probably said to Frank Lampard, "Listen, you've got Deli Ali. You don't need Conor Gallagher." Mm. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I think he'll be reviewing the whole squad and saying, "Well, you don't need him because you've you've got him and you've got Dobbin coming through and Warrington and Onyango and stuff like that." So. Maybe yeah. we've already got them players that we that we desperately need. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned I'm... that in the interview. Actually, Lampard he said, "Well, well, the guy asked the question. You know, why have you taken such a big squad? Because it's it is unusual to take such a large squad like abroad like that. But yeah, um, he just wants to look at everyone. You know, and and as you say, mate, if a couple of young players can step in, then brilliant, happy days. Yeah. It, it it was quite sweet actually what he said in the video where he kind of wanted everyone just to feel like they were part. 
you know, like he wants these younger lads as well coming up, you know, um, and be just be playing with the squad. Like that's what he wants. He wants them all to just sort of have that experience and have that time together, which I really respect him for that. You know, like he, you can tell Fran, uh, Fran, Frank, Frank Lampard, Fran, what am I talking about? Uh, he, he's got the brains for this, but he's also got the heart. And I think that's important, you know, to have both is really admirable. It's not an easy world to be in, not an easy job to come in. And um, he really has, I think, won the hearts of most Evertonians and it happened very quickly. And mm. um, yeah, I, I think we all just need to com- continue to back him. I'm watching him in these training videos as well. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec, but um, he just, he's connecting so well with this squad and whatever he's doing. I mean, the, the steps he's taking is, is really working. So yeah, my, hat I mean, goes, my, hat, my hat goes off to the guy. Yeah. I mean, well, we said, actually, I think it was yesterday. He said something like he's helped me tremendously um, because, yeah. you know, he suffers from stuff going on at home with mental health and all that. And he said Lampard has just been amazing for helping him. So he can really connect to the players on a personal level, which is something that, you know, our managers have lacked lately. So, yeah. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but when he, he speaks, I listen because when we have Roberto Martinez, Ronald Koeman, Marco Silva, I, I, I was used to watch the press conferences and stuff like that, and I'd just I'd be on my phone at, well, yeah. at the same time. But when Frank Lampard talks, I actually want to listen to what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's much warmer than who yeah. we've had. Like, Silva was very, very distant. That was one of the big critiques that it seems he's learned from was that his coaching staff was so insulated from everyone else. Like, it was yeah. just him and his Portuguese dudes, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Carlo, very aloof. Like, warmer than some, but he's still pretty pretty aloof. And then, obviously, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must not be named. <laughs> but, no, like, I, I get this sense of, um, like, almost, like, transparency, from Lampard that I haven't really gotten from managers in the past. It's just, he just seems very authentic and genuine. And this is who I am. This is what you get. And he's just, he just seems very open and honest as well. So I just, I respect him for that, for just kind of being transparent. I get an Evertonian feel from him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if it's just lip service to us, I don't think it is personally like, but he talks like us, we Evertonians and stuff. It's just, it's just great because it, we yeah. felt so disconnected for a long time that we do actually feel connected to the club, and it's through the manager. So hats off yeah. to you doing that, like definitely, mate. You can see the players absolutely love him, and they they want to work for him. You yeah. can tell that by how much they're working hard. But yeah, it's brilliant to see. It really is. Yeah, just going back to some transfer news. Um, this just popped in my head, but um, Zinchenko. <laughs> think he is going to well there's rumors about him going to arsenal possibly but um i don't know like i don't know if he would get the starting positions that he's looking for i don't know how much sort of pitch time he would be guaranteed at a club like that sinchenko if you're listening come to everton michelenko (laughs) work buddy do some work pal come on um but i mean i think uh from i mean we all know twitter we have to take it with a grain of salt but i still think that there's a chance Maybe we're still in the running. I I don't know, but um, I okay. really I'm still really holding on to some hope that possibly we can sign him. I think he would be brilliant in our squad. Yeah, I think he'd walk right into a into our the squad. Art, the yeah. Arteta connection might sway for him because he's already been there. But I know. logistically, it could. You know, I think he's got a young family. They might want to stay in the northwest, so maybe that's, that's would sway. 
That's what I was thinking too. That might have a bit of pull. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Um, so yeah, th- there's been lots of content released, um, which is really nice um, to see of the squad. They are out in the U.S. now, um, so we all know they are playing Arsenal on Saturday. Um, so that'll be uh, fun to well, all the Blues who are listening, and if if you're in the states right now or if you're going. Um, all the best. I hope you have an absolute blast. And I'm so jealous that I, that I can't be there. But um, yeah, guys, any thoughts on the training videos? I mean, I think it's really nice sort of seeing them have fun. They're enjoying themselves. They're working really hard as well by the looks of it. And they all just look amazing in that lilac mm-hmm. training gear. <laughs> <laughs> lilac. Lilac. Yeah, the intensity of them training videos is just... I, I don't think I've seen training videos like that for a mm. long time with Everton that are that intense. You know, and the players look absolutely knackered. You know, he's killed yeah. them. And that's what you want to see. You want to see them, like, just putting through the paces and just being absolutely gassed at the end of it. And that's that's just how you improve, isn't it? And, yeah, everyone looks really happy as well. And, you know, you're not, you're not just killing them. Yeah, fantastic to see. And hopefully that improves the fitness because it's something that we were lacking on big time because... You know, the players weren't fully fit and that's might have what, you know, um, happened with all the injuries as well. So, yeah, no. I, th- I think Lampard did mention in his interview as well. I think Coleman, he's he's got a bit of an injury right now, right? I think he's hoping that he's back for the beginning of the yeah. season. It's still up in the air, though, I think. It was nice to see Coleman. I've seen him, wasn't it? I've seen Coleman going up to them all at the end and saying, well done, the stuff, doing a like a proper captain. I think Lampard's Aww. going back to the Lampard loving. I think he's made Coleman feel more like the captain than any other manager has done. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think I mean? he, the, the support he gave in there at the sort of the end of last season, like I think that probably went a long way. Yeah. With him, yeah. Them training videos are intense though. It's a, it just seemed like, I, I hate to, to talk about Liverpool, but you got to, what, what's the thing that stands out for Liverpool apart from them being the all asthmatic? Is that... <laughs> They're all, they're all super fit, aren't they? You've got to say they are. They're all yeah. just run and yeah. run and run, again, because they're asthmatic. But it's important in the games, like because the last 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes, teams become leggy, but we need that extra bit of energy. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what he's trying to get into them. If you guys aren't familiar with the area of the country that they're in, it is a swamp. You're yeah. talking yeah. about like 90% humidity on average this time of year. So yeah. they are not getting any oxygen into those lungs. So they are going to be very, very fit when they return to England. They yep. look like all the photos I've seen or all the content, they look drenched. <laughs> the you know, just, uh, ben Godfrey was like in front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't he? Dukes and Godfrey. Yeah. Just torching oh, everyone. Uh, also, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like how well Tarkovsky was getting on with everyone. Like he just seems to have bedded in immediately. Like super friendly, super engaging. Like clearly already leading the line he's talking throughout his entire segment of the video like that's exactly what we need yeah i'm definitely. like a proud mama watching him <laughs> like i'm like yes go make friends like you know what i mean but it's, <laughs> drop it's him so, off at daycare yeah i'm like have fun sweetie i'll pick you up later <laughs> like, but it, honestly like in all seriousness it's so wonderful to see that you know coming from the situation that he did you know and to come into a squad that is so inviting and having Lampard as, you know, his leader. Um, and ultimately we're look- we all looked at Tarkowski as well. 
coming into the squad as being kind of that leader, right? Um, part of that sort of spine that we were talking about in, in past pods. But I do think it's such a good fit. Um, I, I'm really excited to see him play for us, honestly. I, I, it's funny, like I, I get overly excited. I think as Evertonians, we do this for ourselves. We, we build ourselves up. And hopefully this time it's not for disappointment. But um, yeah, I really am excited to, to see him. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. noticing one of them clips as well, Michalenko bombing up the left-hand side and slotting it in the bottom corner. Which Wait, is, yeah, I, I what a goal, did. eh? I think he did. Tarkovsky yeah. saying, go on, Miko, go on, Miko. I think that was him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I could hear his voice all the way through. Definitely. Honestly, I, I think he is really going to shine for us this season. Yeah. I have a feeling, I have a, I have a gut feeling that he's really going to just explode this season. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, just going back to Godfrey as well. Like, obviously we know... He's had a you know, a slow couple of years because of the COVID thing. Um yeah. so hopefully, you know, with these training videos coming out and as you said, Paul he is right at the very front. He's the fittest, he's the fastest. Hopefully he's gotten over that, whatever that was, and now he's like back to being his best and we can see that this season. So I yeah. think he's been listening to the Everton Anthony podcast and Graham talking about him. Probably. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I, I want to counteract Graham because Godfrey's like my favorite player. See, I, I I'm the same way. I'm this. I'm. I'm. I'm always like Godfrey. He's kind of the top of my list, and then Graham yeah. is all like Keen. Which Michael Keen, if you're listening, I do adore you. But like Godfrey, I don't. what the hell's that about? You, <laughs> like as a person, as a person. Oh, okay, fine. It's not what <laughs> we're here Godfrey, for. Godfrey, for me, I don't know why, but I just I, he's top of my list. So I, I'm with you on that one, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I think with, if we keep Mina. With those two at the back and then Godfrey flanking, like having that freedom to just be very, very fast. Um, yeah. That's huge because then he won't have to make those decisions like he did, you know, when he sliced that one against Burnley. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think that situation happens because you got Mina and Tarkovsky at the back. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. That's, that's the beauty of football. Everybody sees different things, don't they? Yeah. It's just some, some, I like players that people don't like and, you know, half of Twitter doesn't like. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I love Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Graham doesn't like Godfrey. I think we all like Godfrey, but <laughs> it's just, just one of them. That, that, I say I go to the match with me, my dad and brother, and we, we probably disagree for 90 minutes on who mm. we think is good and who we think is shite, basically. Oh, my gosh. Some of the – I oh, I don't won't even get into it, but the chats me and my dad have had it could be hours. His girlfriend just gets up and walks away, and I'm like, yeah, you may as well just go and – <laughs> make breakfast, lunch, and dinner because we're going to be a while, you know. <laughs> the beauty of the um, game, it's, it's a game of opinions. Yeah. And the Everton Aren't We podcast, unfiltered opinions. There you go. <laughs> little little plug on my own pod. Um, just want to quickly mention as well, in terms of the um, going just quickly back to transfer news. So what about Gibbs White? Any updates on that, Paul? I would say that, that listen, it's a very dangerous game to play being in Evertonia. Mm. You'll probably do it a uh, I'll probably see him rock up to Anfield tomorrow and sign for Liverpool. But oh, but I, think, I, I think we'll sign him. I think he's the number one target. Yeah, yeah. I think I. It's just just all about finding the right package deal to get him in. So I think yeah, I think it's nailed on that one. Me personally, like yeah, and I'm course, excited about yeah. it. I mean, YouTube could, as I say, could make me look like a good footballer. I'm not. But, <laughs> you know, what are you uh, talking about Brownie? Your top he, pick. He is good though. That Gibbs White, <laughs> very good. I remember him when he broke through for Walls. Hmm. We all had hype. You know, he thought he was going to do great when he come in. He's been loaned out. He smashed it for Sheffield United. Hmm. And they want to keep him, by the way, Wolves. They've offered him a new deal. He won't sign it. And right. apparently he loves 
Kevin Tellwell. So he wants to follow him to Everton. So yeah, bring him in. That's what I say. Because well, we, we had an initial bid, right? Which was, I mean, it was rejected. Yeah. Um, from what I read. But um, like we were talking about this earlier, guys. Sometimes they just play the game. Yeah. Right. So I kind of have to, I think I'm going to side with Brownie on this because I think there is probably something that's concrete that's going to come out of this. Might just be a matter of coming in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, I actually quite like Gibbs White, to be honest. I think he's got good stats, you know, and his goals and assists. So he got like 12 goals and 10 assists last season for Sheffield. And all right, it's in the championship, but still, that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. And, you know, if you look at his, if you, as Paul said before, go on YouTube and watch this guy. He looks like prime Ronaldinho. I'm not even taking the piss there. He looks incredible. Like, just get him in. You know, he, he's take big. my money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just take it. He's big. He's strong. He, he can pass. He can finish. He can, he's got skill. He's got everything. Just get him in immediately. Yeah. yeah. Champions League. Here we come. Andrew, uh, any uh, thoughts about Gibbs White? Uh, no, I just I agree with John there about the goals and assists. Like, yeah, it's a championship, but yep. scoring from the midfield is still not easy in that league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. He just fits the profile again, young English talent. Again, going back to Frank Lampard because it's a major Frank loving because Melinda's the host. But uh, <laughs> when they were growing up, Frank Lampard would have been their hero, and especially him, a goal scorer midfielder. So the things mm-hmm. that he could learn on Frank Lampard. When to run, when not to run. Just possibilities are endless. You mean daddy lamps? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. Is there there anything else you guys want to bring up quick, chat about? I think we covered quite a lot on this pod, but I just thought I would see if there's anything else you guys wanted to touch on. I think that's it. I mean, obviously, we've yeah. been linked with Ed and Jekyll, haven't we? But that's, again, that's just like we get linked with them every single transfer window since, you know, Jesus Christ was. It's just one of them, <laughs> isn't it? And I just, he's too old for me. So just put that one straight in the bin, move on. I think mm. that's a five sub thing as well, again, just to fill the bench up with quality players. If you can get yeah. them on cheap or free or whatever. Ed and Jekyll were probably, even then he was 30, what is he, 35? 36 now. Yeah, I would have had him a couple of years ago, but. Yeah. If he came in, I'd be, I'd be all right with it. Like, but... Go to MLS. Solomon Rondon or Edmund <laughs> Yeah. Or go hang out with Rooney at DC United. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happened this week as well. Correct. Yeah. Well, um, so I guess that is it for this uh, episode of the pod. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, thank you, Andrew, John, Athen, and Paul Brownie for uh, joining me today on this pod and we will catch you guys on the next one. Take care. Everton, aren't we? Everton, aren't we? (laughs) Everton, aren't we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton, aren't we podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by 3 Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or give them a call on 01925 550 
go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.